Hello and welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Andy. I'm Callum. I'm Bobby. And we're all about Rugby League. The M62 and beyond. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Everybody well? As well as can be, I think. Yeah. Anything good happened this week? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Not really. The, I mean, outside of rugby league. Yeah. Because the Open was a bit rubbish. That, yeah, because like... Yeah. Yeah. The Ashes got rained off. We would have won as well. And we would have won. Yeah. Did you see the story about the Open? Um, he went to uh, Brian Harmon after he won... Uh, took the jug and everything, and went went to some sort of like smokehouse in West Kirby in Liverpool. Like, right. yeah, to uh, he just wandered in, and then they all realised who he was. Right. <laughs> it was a bit rubbish, though, wasn't it? It wasn't well, a classic. No, he, he did well. He made. He oh made yeah, it. he did. Right, he, he did it, really yeah. well. He did really well. I'm not saying that. It was just. It was not much excitement, as especially as on the a last spectacle. day. No, he, he ran away with it in the end, didn't he? Yeah. Not literally ran away with it. You know, like he was, he was from. Liverpool, he just ran away. He ran away it. to the smoke hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was just, it was a bit of a bust, wasn't it, really? Yeah. Did you play this weekend? Yeah. And? Yeah. Sh- Did you score? Yeah. I know he scored because he sent us a video, didn't he? Yeah. Good try as well. Got to say, it good was. Try. Although he has been referring to himself as snake hips all week. I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's like a spiders on there. We should put, should we put it on, we should put that on Twitter, I reckon, Bubbles. Yeah. Yeah, go on, give him his moment in the sun, why not? No, I don't, I'm not a flashy kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and our friend who came to work once, Nathan Aspinall, uh, won the uh, World oh, Match yeah. Play Darts. Well yeah. done, the Asp. Yeah, he yeah, did. that's true. Yeah? I was um, quite chuffed when he won. Yeah. Except he didn't come He didn't come to work, he didn't come playing foot golf this year, did he? So, I think uh, he was a bit preoccupied. He got a bit further. Yeah, it was time. last year. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Maybe he thought it was like a bad omen. Maybe he thought we cost him or something. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going there again. Yeah. And he won. He's not coming back, is he? No, exactly. <laughs> I did kick him off at first as well, didn't I? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mate. It's not open. Yeah. I was like, it's busy. And then he realised who he was. Yeah, but it got less busy in the time, but I realised who he was. Fair enough. Okay, what have we got on tonight then? Uh, the... Semi-final review for two games. Um, not many to review, but there we go. Two amazing two, games two really in their own good right. Games, yeah. Yeah. Um, stats of the week, NRL. A brand new segment that has been invented about an hour ago. Yeah. Uh, the confessional. Yeah. Where people are anonymously sending in their rugby league confessions. Yeah. And Bri from Six again. Uh, his wife, Sam, came up with the idea, so well done, Sam. Right, Marvelous. that's not what you told me. You were taking credit for it. Was so, it? Yeah. <laughs> you were? It weren't it? Yeah, I heard him as well. Oh, not now. Passing I've it off it as now. your own idea. I things. Yes, anyway, you were. so we've got the confessional. What's it about? Anonymous rugby league confessions. Confess your rugby league <laughs> confessions, and then we see if we can absolve you. Yeah. Yeah, so. Who's going to do that? Uh, well, I've got the. I've, we're using three this week, and I've got them. Yes, but who's who's doing the like absolving Twitter basically after after the pod? I thought it would have been Bobby. He looks a bit more. He looks most like a, like a priest out of all of us. A bit more innocent. Yeah, he's just got that face, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I suppose you're right. Yeah, call me fiery Bobby. And then it's <laughs> and then it's the. Uh, 
<laughs> and then it's the uh, prediction league with Bry. Yes. So, with Reverend Lovejoy. <laughs> there we go then. Right, uh, we'll jump in then. There's so much to love about rugby league in this part of the world, and more than just the pork rolls at Warrington and the pies at Wigan. There's tradition and history and great grounds and great fans. And then there's the weather. And if you don't like it, well, you just have to put up with it. Tough titties. Yes, well, we're going to jump straight into the Challenge Cup semi-finals. And, well, we might as well start on the Saturday, mate, we can go in order. So, uh, Saints 10, Lee Leopards 12. Lee are going to Wembley. Incredible, really. And think about where they've come from and, and, and what they've done these last few months. Particularly when how they've gone up when they've come up into Super League before and gone straight back down, etc. Yeah, so it's um you know, it's it's paying off for them. Um I I, I will say, uh, for both games, um the decision to, to take them to their own neutral ground and not have a have a double header really paid off, I thought. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It was miles better. Absolutely. I think when you get when you go to a I mean, we've been to double headers, haven't we? Mm. And I think if your team's in the semi, in the first semi, and you lose, you're not hanging about. You're not the slightest bit interested in the second semi. Yeah. You might, you might see till half time at the very most, mm. if you if you're really keen. The idea of them is is really good and a really nice idea. I just don't think, in reality, they work. No, but that. And I think the the other thing I think as well is that it's the choice of grounds as well. Yeah. And I think if you can get two grounds where that are not overly big mm. but everybody everybody manages to get a ticket and they set, they almost sell out it look it's great atmosphere and looks great on television because you've got a full crowd for television as well yeah which i think is great and i think the two grounds in question probably fulfilled those needs this week yeah yeah no i agree so i think you know um and the good thing i always think about that as well is that they've kept the ground and the money within rugby league mm Rather than rather than taking it to to Bolton, for example, or something like that, Ellen Road, which yeah. is just an absolute dross hole. Yeah, and it's just cavernous, isn't it? You know, yeah. for two semi-finals like that. I mean, how many expecting to get? I mean, in reality, they could have Magic Weekend at Ellen Road. Yeah, because of the capacity of it. In reality, it's minging now. <laughs> <laughs> Not like it's like decrepit. It's. <laughs> You just upset half a Leeds. I know, and I'm well, sorry for the whole of Leeds, really. And, and I'm sorry, but it's minging. But it-, <laughs> <laughs> it looks nice from the outside, and then when you get in, it's a bit like, ooh. Mm. What I will say about that is we've been t- we've been there for rugby league matches, and I'd rather been numerous uh, times. Yeah, I know, and I'd rather go there than Anfield. Oh yeah, Anfield's right. Well, it's not no because you have no room. No. I've got my knees squashed upon my chest every time you get to Anfield for a match. Mm. Yeah, but exactly. you're right about the the uh, the ground, though. I think that's uh, uh, it was a m- much better proposition, I think, and, and much more successful. I think. Oh yeah, definitely. Which is great, definitely. And have we talked anything about the match yet? No, no. Um, so Lee Lee back at Wembley for the first time since 1971. Mm. And that, we'll probably head into the final favourites, I yeah, would have probably. thought. Yeah, 1971. That was the famous one where Alex Murphy was stretched off and then 
oh, allegedly yeah. winked at the. Uh, not allegedly, I was well, told. Did. Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah, actually, we did get another visitor uh, who played that day. We had, didn't we, at work, which was uh, David Eckersley. Yeah. Who played, and uh, we asked him all about that, didn't we? And he just said, yeah. Um, yeah, there was nothing wrong with him, didn't he? Yeah. So, yeah. There you go. There you go. So, 1971. When a young Derek Beaumont didn't even like leopards. Because <laughs> would, I reckon he would have been about five or something. What do you reckon he liked? Like lions. Hot, hot wheels or something. Yeah, hot wheels. <laughs> hot wheels, octopuses, and lions. The right. Lee Hot Wheels. If you're five, I don't even <laughs> think you know what a leopard is. <laughs> Fair enough. That is a yeah. fair point. What was on the telly then? In that, like Mr. Ben or something? Uh, well, it was Born Free. Like, that was on then. That was about animals and stuff. But that was about a lion. There you go. So I reckon he would have been well into that. And yeah, Mr. Ben. Oh, yeah. And he um, no, we're not going down that right. rabbit hole. He didn't even get chased by a leopard, let me tell you. Right. <laughs> um, let's actually talk about the game then. Okay. Um. First half, I, I I was was I I was gonna say I was gobsmacked, but I wasn't because it's been the story of Saints' season so far. They were so dominant. The pack, I thought they were so dominant the first forty minutes, and the pack really, really laid a platform. But again, they can't they can't get over the line. It all seems very predictable, doesn't it? It's easy. The amount of tackles that they waste that look like they're setting up for something, but they're not. They're, they're just not. trying to barge over. They, they're, especially the third, fourth, fifth tackles. What gets me about that is that it doesn't seem to matter where they start the set from. No. So if they, if they start it from their own 30, yeah. that's what they do. Yeah. Five, even the last one, they still, and see how far they've got down the field and then depending on the last kick. Yeah. If they're in the opposition 30 to start the set, if there's a knock-on or something, they still do the same thing. Well, prime example of that was uh, when Joey Lussick hit that 40-20, which is mm. more like a 20-20, but he got them right on Lee's line and the, the set was exactly the same. Mm. They don't have any runners. They do a lot of drop-offs. It's quite slow. It's very predictable. It's just not the St. Helens that we've seen over the last four years. Do, do you think Lee and other teams, do you think that's why Saints are where they, one, where they are in the league, and two, that's where they got beat uh, in the semi-final? Do you think Lee are quite content to let them do that? Lee, yeah, because they will back their own ability defensively. Because they're and only, they did. They're only having one drive yeah. in. Yeah, there's not. They don't have much to and, contend with. So if they can contain Conrad Hurrell and they can contain Alex Wormsley, mm. they're sound. Yeah, and to, and Makington to an extent. To an extent, and that's if it gets that far to him. And Catalans did exactly the same thing in Super League the week before, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, if they look, look, they're, it, it's quite obvious that they're just trying to trundle the way over the line. I think St. Helens, mm. and the two danger men for that are Alex Wormsley. And Comrade Oral. Mm. If they get it wide enough, he he's like having a prop on the wing, isn't he? And if they can contain them two, if teams can contain them two, then I, that's why they're not scoring any points. Mm. I thought in the first half, I thought Joey Lussick ran the game. Yeah, I thought he was fantastic. He's he, he, he showed, well, why he's probably heading back to the NRL now. 
um, after the announcement after the game that he's he's heading home, isn't he? So it was it was easy to see why he was not easy to see why he was dominant, but he, he, you could clearly see it. I mean, as Callum already mentioned, that that forty twenty, um, and again in in what we've seen over the last few weeks in that typical Saints attack, the first try came from a dummy half scoot from Lusick. Mm. It was that. Which is what Four he does every time he's on the pitch and he's brilliant at it, but he's been criminally underused by Paul Wellens this season. And I think what summed it up is when they played Hull away in the league after they beat him in the Challenge Cup and they started Morgan Knowles at nine, had Roby on the bench and Lussick as 18th man. Hmm. What was that about? I don't know. And um, I know it's been well documented, I think, in the press that he was going back. Mm. But I think the, the time of the announcement for Saints fans was rubbing salt into the wound 20 minutes after the hooter. Uh, yeah, it, it was um, not the greatest of timing and now seems like a, an even worse decision when the, the news, the latest news that we've heard about half an hour before we start recording, which was that um, Ignatius Parsi and Alex Wormsley are now out for the season. Yeah. On top of LMS for a few weeks and possibly Morgan Knowles for this week. And Metality, which we'll come on to. We'll we'll come on to that uh, soon. And then I think Seven and Bachelor are still out, I think, for them. Yeah, they they seem to be on the cusp of returning, but never seem to return. It's a very... But Paul Wellens in his press conference after that it was... um, um, They play a very attritional style of rugby league. Um, And he he was always on about the players to up their support work. But when... You place you focus so much on defence. He accepts that it's hard to be more sparkling and more more. He didn't say entertaining, but you know what I mean. More free flowing in attack. Yeah, I don't think I agree with that because they've been the best defensive team for the last three years. They were a bit more attacking under Justin Albrook in twenty nineteen. So for twenty twenty one twenty two. Defensively, they were the best team by an absolute mile, mm. but they were still scoring points. Yeah, mm. yeah. So I'm not quite sure I buy into that because they've done it for the last three years. So, I mean, can you see Saints really going on to sort of even make the playoffs at this point? Because you've just said not five minutes ago that Saints attacking threats come from Wormsley and Hurrell. Well, you've lost Wormsley now, so what? Just give the ball to Conrad Hurrell? Well, if they don't change the style of play, then that's it. They've no chance. They've no chance. They they, they have to really, especially this week, with the bodies that they've got out, if they don't throw the ball about, they've no chance. Saying that, though, there will be bodies coming back. Yeah, there'll be bodies coming back. So they might not change the style, that's all I'm saying. With bodies coming back, it's tried and tested. It's not easy to change the style in a week. But or two, they've lost their the the way that they play. The, the the best two props at the way that they play are Wormsley and Parsi, and they've lost both of them. Mm. Matty Lee's isn't as devastating as them two. George Delaney's a nineteen-year-old <clears throat> kid. Mm. Louis McCarthy Scarsbrook is a thirty-seven-year-old mm. who's retiring at the end of the season by all accounts. Mm. You can't play that way. No, and um, they're gonna they're gonna have to have a plan B, which they really haven't had all season. No, and and I remember reading at the start of the season when they brought Lauren Fresenew in that he was in charge of the attack. Basically, said I'm paraphrasing, but they basically said he's in charge of the attack and he's in charge of coming up with plan B and C for attack. Well, plan A hasn't exactly 
set the world alight, has it? So, but they haven't changed. So where's plan B? Where's plan C? Well, he's not done his job. Yeah. No, he hasn't. And, you know, I think we might have mentioned it before on here, but if not, I've definitely spoke to uh, yourselves about it. I think the best Saints attack of looked all season is when Fresenu was in France and Matty Smith took over. Mm. Those what? those three or four games that Smith was in charge of, their attack was but it, so but even, much better. I mean, they, they, they were better, but even then they weren't brilliant. No. Um, but I, I, I thought the game was um, a real sort of tale of two halves because in the second half, Lee did exactly what Saints did to them in the first half. Um, and because they can attack better, got more points. And they had a much better first 20 minutes that second half, Lee, didn't they? Yeah. Which is when the game turned. Yeah. Yeah, they the got the... Um, in lots of ways. Not just the tries, but then the, the yellow card. Who went over for the first one, for their first one? Oliver Holmes. Holmes, who... Uh, defensive laps by Hurrell. Yeah, that was soft, Again. wasn't it? But yeah. Um, and then and then the second one, which is um, questionable, I think. In my opinion, that's questionable. Well, so just before you just before you very briefly go into that that second try about that, just wanted to get your opinion on what if let's you're 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 Lee, you're in that you're on that pitch, mm. okay, and as you've said, you've just been hammered for forty minutes by St. Ellen's, and you go down six nil at half time. Oh, Do you, you think that made it easier for them to come out? I think it it's yeah, it would have fired oh. them up because you go look how much defending yeah. we've just done. And, only, and look, yeah. we are well in this and, game. And only, like, this is ours yeah. for the taking. This. And they've only crossed the line with a with a scoop from Dummy Art. Yeah, that's it. So Adrian Lamb's team talk is we can get much much better. Yeah, I, I'm not so sure they can. Yes, yeah. that's, that's that's his team talk, isn't it? We can get miles better. Yeah, they you know, can't. Yeah, we're in this. We we can't you, get any you worse. Get, you get one, you'll get another. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, two big decisions. If it's okay with you, I'm gonna because we had two similar decisions in the next semi final. So I'm gonna come back and talk about those with with those decisions in the next game. If that's okay, yeah, okay. To yep. to compare, but for now, I'm not quite sure that we're giving Lee enough credit. No, no. We've spoke a lot about Saints there, and not. Much I think about that's Lee. just because. We've been so used to Saints being on top and they're mm. quite clearly not anymore. So it's a big talking point. It's not any disrespect to Lee. It's just a big talking point from the the, uh, the games. And we've spoken several times about Lee's back line. That they're exciting, they're quick, they're dynamic. You know. Lachlan Lamb and was excellent on Saturday. Yeah. Second half, he was brilliant. But, but there's players there as well that have had a, an absolute new lease of life. I'm thinking Zach Hardacre for one. Um, seems I like mean, a completely different person, I mean, not the, just a player. Seems like a completely different person. The tackle that he made on Lomax when Lomax looked for all the world yeah, he was going to stroll in. Score, yeah. You know, um, Hardecker comes across and, and a magnificent tackle, you know. Yep. But he's had, he's had a, and, and scores a try as well. Tom Briscoe's another one for me. Yeah, absolutely. Went, yeah. went stale at Hull, yep. moved to Leeds, looked better, went really stale at Leeds, gone so, to Lee. So, scores pretty much every week now. So what does that say about Adrian Lamb? Does that say that he's a better coach than people gave him credit for when he was at Wigan? Or is um, it just that he's found the right environment and the right team to do something yeah, with? Yeah, I think it's it, it's maybe more the, the, the latter of what you've just said. Um, I think when he was at Wigan, he was very uh, negative in their approach. They didn't, they, they, they didn't attack well. I mean, you, that spoke for itself. I think, was it Lee? When Lee were up previously, they got relegated, but did 
did they beat Wigan on um, points per game or something? Yeah, that season? yeah last season. Yeah. yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. So that that I mean that spoke volumes, didn't it? Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I think he's had a little bit more time to maybe um, think about his management style and things like that as well. So I think he's probably learned off that and improved himself and with marrying that with the environment that he's in now uh, as well you know was it we're seeing the results of it do you think um do you think at half time Lachlan lamb calls calls him dad at half time <laughs> <laughs> do you reckon he does i don't know but also who's your favorite father son duo the clearies or the lambs um Probably the lambs because Nathan Cleary really bugs me. <laughs> I think he thinks he's better than he is. And it's that jaw, isn't it? I mean he yeah. is pretty good. Yeah. He's he's <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Will Lachlan Lamb still be at Lee next season? No. Do you think he'll still be in Super League next season? No. Not if reports are to be believed. There seems to be a Halfback shortage in the NRL, mm. and that's why I don't think he'll be about. Do you think Lee are going to go on and win at Wembley? Um, at this moment in time, yes. The way they're playing, you'd have to you'd have to tip Lee as favourites. Yes, you would think, wouldn't you? That we've talked about their back line and how good it is. That Wembley and wide open spaces, they always say, would would help them. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, but I mean, absolutely fantastic for Lee. Congratulations, that's you know. And if we thought Bobby that there was going to be uh, an all Wigan Borough final, so to speak, we were wrong, weren't we? We were, as they lost in Golden Point to Hull KR. Uh, they went down eleven ten. Two drop goals. Two weeks in a row, both for Edinley, for Brad Schneider. He couldn't write it, could you? No, he's. What's he going to do this week when he's not playing at Edinley? Does he know? <laughs> does he know he don't play there every week? Yeah. Does he know that slight leads his ground and not holes and not holes? Yeah. But yeah. well, I have got. I've got a new superhero. Schneider man. I knew you were going to say that. It. Rubbish. It's not. Can you imagine that? They should put Make him out it. in this all in like this one costume. You know, pichu pichu. Like no. That, like, He's got his scrum cap and everything. He could just get like an all-in-one suit and everything. Keep that for our side <laughs> hustle. <laughs> um, I think he listened to your. Uh, I think he listened to your comments about his drop goal last week. though were uh, Leeds Callum because he he seemed to smack this one straight over. Yeah, last yeah. week. Last week. You, you well, barely... my my comments. Yeah, you said something about no, him he wasn't on. on. It was like we talked about one under the bar, one over the bar. That was it. He couldn't kick it very far. Oh, was it yourself? Yeah. Sorry, Andy, I got it mixed up. There. And then, was... like this week, he showed. No, I actually can kick it far. Watch this. Mm. Great drop goal under 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 pressure in that moment, and and the conversion that made it ten all mm. from the touchline. Yeah. Line. That was more like his drop goal last week. Yeah, I um, he he looks like a really really uh, astute signing, doesn't he? He does. They've only signed him till the end of this season so far, though, haven't they? Is that in case he gets another offer back in the NRL to go and see how you go on? Possibly. Was was it the Raiders? He come from the Raiders? Obviously, don't want him, do they? Because no. otherwise, it'd have been a loan move. Yeah. 
Well, not necessarily because they're getting rid of Jack White, and so maybe why, he might go why, back next season. Yes, but why have they let him go? Why have they game not, experience? Yeah, but why is it not a loan move? Well, is, is, is it, it a, literally like a half a season deal? Yeah, I'm, I'm almost positive it's half season deal. I think you're right. I'm gonna have to look this up. No, I think I, uh, I think you're you talking. But no, I actually think you. I actually think you're right. Well, while while Callum looks that up, I think it's uh, I think it's worth mentioning what we what we potentially spoke about last week, in the sense that Hulkayar turned Headingley into a home venue for them, didn't they? Oh, that crowd was phenomenal. They took over eight thousand, I think. Yeah. Didn't they? Mm. So that, and that. When Ethan Ryan scored that try in the first ten minutes, uh, sorry, senior wants it. Sorry, yeah, it was like Craven Park, wasn't it? Yeah, they went absolutely. Sorry, Ryan got the second one, didn't they? Mm. Uh, senior crossed the first in the first ten minutes. You you, you heard the the noise coming from that and they were on the other side of the pitch mm. they didn't even score in front of the home section oh, they, they, scored did, in, they scored in front of the away oh they drowned the, the Wigan fans both in noise and in numbers because yeah. they only told about two and a half thousand tickets Wigan didn't they yeah which about eight thousand from Hull KR yeah which we already spoke about last week which is just we thought it was it poor didn't we yeah I tell you I think he's poor at the minute um, Bevan French at six it's blatantly not working for them is it it's not and I, do you know what I, I've said this for a, a while now in in the sense that I think Field is is better suited to that sixth position in the sense that he's probably got a bit more of a, a step to him. Bevan French needs that, I think, a bit more open space. If you put him at fullback, if he's running the ball out at you, he's obviously going to build his pace up into. So he's, I think he's more deadly at that that kind of level. Yeah, I mean, uh, good position, should I say? Sorry. I mean, good try from Jay Field. Another. One of your favourite Jayfield dummies, Callum. I think I was saying about Bevan French, but pretty much the same it's player, the same aren't thing. they? <laughs> <laughs> Never seen them in a room together. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he goes over. Um, uh, Robbie Paul said on commentary that he goes from naught to 60 in a matter of seconds. I'm like, a bit of an exaggeration, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Not even, and we're not even on. We're not even on how much start this week. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so he is only till the end of 2023, by the way. He is mm. oh, okay. I'm sure they'll be doing everything they can at the minute to try and make that a bit more permanent. Although Will they you say that because they've got Jordan Abdul to come back. Yeah. They? So what they're going to do? Unless they look at putting Mikey Lewis at fullback permanently with Lachlan Coote retiring. I would. Do you know what? I've got a note there about. Um, uh, you've got to feel a bit of sympathy for Lachlan Coote. Yeah, they've got yeah. to Wembley. To, you know, it would have been a nice way to finish his career, wouldn't it? As a, you know, a, a, a trip to Wembley. Well, all um, I'm saying is, taken out of his hands, Lachlan so. Coote wouldn't have got out of that in goal area. No, he wouldn't. That was no, phenomenal. Was it? Unbelievable bit oh, of he's skill. A, he's a dynamo, isn't he? Yeah, he's a dynamo. But you're, you're quite right. What would? How do you then shoehorn Lewis, Abdul, and Schneider? Man, into the in in into the positions. I mean, the the, the obvious one is to put Lewis at uh, fullback. Yeah, um, with Coot going, like I say. Yeah, and probably not the probably not the uh, the name amongst those. Probably not the name amongst those three. But you've got to consider uh, Rowan Mills in that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great. It's a conundrum for them, isn't it? Um, good story from Willie Peters. He said that Ryan Hall got injured, didn't he? 
Um, yeah. And uh, he was trying to make adjustments for it, and he said he walked in the changing rooms. Sean Kenny Dowell said, "Don't worry, we've got this." Oh, did he? Yeah, I didn't see that. And no, I didn't. Um, which was I thought really good. Uh, just a good. Uh, he's been a fantastic overseas signing, hasn't he? Yeah, Sean Kenny. And what an offload for the try that the equaliser for the try. yeah to, for the Ryan one. Yeah, yeah, uh, superb. The great little try offload, quick pass, boom, in you go. Mm. Excellent and a great kick. Um, and again, I think like you said, carried carried on, carried home, should I say, by the fans. Yeah, brilliant. Want to look if we can at? There's pretty much two two incidents in both the semi-finals that were very very similar, but on both occasions different outcomes. Mm. So one is is uh, a high stroke late tackle. First of all, by Matautia. Secondly, by Shorrocks. Mm. Okay, views? Um, I think they were probably both penalties. I thought the Matautia one was just a penalty. And at worst, the... Uh, was it Miski? Mm. Was... Simbin, at worst, but they were probably just both penalties. Mm. But the way that the game is now, but I don't see what what I can't wrap my head around is why one's a Simbin in and one's a red card. Because I thought they were pretty much similar actions, similar yeah. tackles, shoulder shoulders in, yeah, that sort of thing. So if you want to. Bin them for it if that's the way the game's going. Fine, I haven't got a problem with that. But why is the Misky one a red? I I don't know. But Shorrocks. Uh, sorry, Shorrocks. Not um, not Misky. Not yeah. Misky. Um, why is the Shorrocks one a red? I I, I don't know. Um, and why has he got a red and a one game ban, and Matautia got a yellow and a two game ban? I don't think Matauti's previous record has... has um, I don't think that's come into play, though, because no, they haven't I come don't. out and said that. No, but um, I read um, our friend of the pod, Steve Orford. Yes. Um, St. Biffy, who comes on. Um, he, I read his blog this week. It was about the semi-final, so I had a look before we came on air. Uh, and he said that uh, Matauti, for Saints, since he's played, has played 53 games. Mm. He's missed 27 that's unbelievable, and he, and he he wow. said in his in his blog, I'm quoting Steve, that most of them are, are by his own actions. Yeah, a lot of them are late hits by you know by bans, should I yeah. say, not not injuries. Most yeah. of them have been banned, so he's yeah. missed. He's played 53 and lot and, and missed 27 games, according to Steve. Be interesting to see how many of the 27 are bans. Mm. We'll get Steve on it. I know most of them, like you just said, are, which yeah. is incredible. Mm. Just becoming a liability, really, for them. Yeah, in, in a thirty-game season, let's say he's only, he's only playing twenty, isn't he? At the most, yeah, the most, yeah. So, so you're saying for this one, so clear this one up. You're saying both yellows. Shorrock should have stayed on the field. Yeah, and and both yellows. Yes, but yeah, because of the way the game is. But personally, they're just both penalties for me. Okay, but I understand why the yellows would come out. Okay. Bob, I'm going to ask you the next one. The next incident is the uh, obstruction 
or the pushing off the ball or whatever whatever way you want to describe it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, one was I think it was it Field that went through and got nudged off the and got nudged uh, French. forward. French, sorry, it wasn't yeah. Um Oh yeah. And it wasn't same person. It wasn't a penalty. Yeah. <laughs> so it was one it was so anyway, it was him anyway. Yeah. So yeah. So um he got nudged off the ball, penalty was given, not a penalty try, but a penalty was given. Smith knocks the two over and that I think that makes it ten ten four, I think. Yeah. And that's what Um absolutely no issue with that. I think that's the right call. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, you can tell me I'm asking you. Right. Um, on the Saturday, we saw a kick through from Lee, where um, I don't know who it was for Lee, but Ritson was the was the man pushed off the I think ball. It was Briscoe pushing. Briscoe, yeah. And they said it was shoulder to shoulder. They both ended up going flying past the ball, and Hardacre touches down, and it's a try. And when they looked at the replays, they were saying it's a fair contest. It's a fifty fifty ball, and there's nothing in it, and therefore it's a try. Thoughts yeah. on those two? I, I don't see how one is different to the other in um obviously in the sense you've got the the attacking style for the for the Wigan one and the defensive one for for St Ellen's but I don't really see how they differentiate in the outcome you got a penalty for Wigan and a yellow card for Kenny Dow for an off the ball incident I don't think it's a penalty try I don't think you can 100% say that French would have grounded that ball because Mikey Lewis was coming in from the back and I don't think you can rule that. So that one, happy with the outcome. We have, um, we have seen a few more penalty tries given this year, haven't we? We have, but I don't think you can give that that one. If that was a penalty try, that would have been very, very harsh on Hulk KR, I've got to say. Mm. But that one, no, no issue with the outcome. It's a professional foul, 10 minutes in the bin, and we can get a penalty. Mm. The the Lee and the St. Ellen's one is massively wrong in my opinion. Um I don't think it's shoulder to shoulder. I don't think Briscoe has any intention of trying to get to that ball. No. He's got one intention and one intention only, and that is to keep Ritson off that ball, and it's exactly what he does. Yeah, Paul Wellens wasn't happy with that after, was he? No, he wasn't. And he he, he you know, on the back of it, yeah. you know <laughs> and he scores the try and it shouldn't have been a try, yeah. but and as much as Saints weren't happy with that, um, Wigan fans weren't happy with the sending off and pointed to the fact that uh, Wigan referee Liam Moore has a problem referee in his hometown team. Not sure I buy into that. No, I don't. But it just seems it just seems to be. And you've got a semi final. Why not swap those two referees? No, I I, I don't get that either. Uh, when there's only two games like that. Two games. You've got a you've got a super league full of referees. I don't know what, I don't know what the and the, the, the thing would be. What the term for a, a pool of referees? I think something better than that. A school. A school of referees. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you've picked the one from Wigan to referee the Wigan semi final. It just seems a bit odd to me. It seems a bit. I don't see what difference what semi final they do is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It just seems. But we we we've said that. That they make silly appointments. Mm. You know, we were talking the other week about the um, uh, Aaron Moore. Aaron Moore at Salford when <laughs> yeah. he when he got absolutely slated for a few decisions. And what's his next appointment? And his next appointment. Well, one of his appointments the, next the week, week, the following weekend, the following yeah. weekend, one of his appointments was touch judge at Salford. Yeah, 
Which He's is done even, that. It's even worse than being the that referee. Because you're actually yeah. like running up and down in front of the Salford fans. Who makes these decisions? I don't know. The, the thing for me as well is on... And I'm, I don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that Liam Moore should never ref Wigan again and, and in this instance, Chris Kendall should never ref St. Ellen's again. But the RFL can't be that thick that they can't see the abuse and the the rumours that are fired at Kendall and his love of St. Ellen's and equally more in his hatred of Wigan. So again, why would you not well, it's not hatred, but All right, not, he's not biased trying to look unbiased. Yeah. I so I don't think they care. No Cause I they don't because they don't support them. No, I, I don't think they do. I, I think it's just fans. A lot of the time, it's just fans looking it, for excuses for getting, why they've lost. We, yeah, we've, of course we've it mentioned is. it over the last few weeks. And I'm not going to get into it again, but it's getting worse every week. Yeah, not not the officiating, the the abuse afterwards is getting yeah. worse every week. Yeah, but, but on the whole, two fantastic semi-finals that are great for one for rugby league and two for the Challenge Cup. I still think it needs an overhaul. I don't think this fixes every problem with the Challenge Cup, and let's not let's not sort of like get all you know misty eyed over that. No, we've been we've been through in previous episodes how to fix it, quarterfinal magic, that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah we've been through how to fix it. But what so. a but what an occasion! What a weekend for rugby league, and there's so many more yeah. pluses. And the pity of it is we still end up talking about referees mm. or people do after these two games and yeah. that's the pity because we should be looking at what an absolute spectacle for the game and yeah. uh, you know it, it really was uh, and, and in the end we, we're going to have somebody's name on the trophy that hasn't been on it for a very long time yeah which yeah. is brilliant absolutely yeah uh, and, and and as as a neutral for those people that are neutrals will enjoy watching that for two new teams coming in I think it'll open up hopefully open up the sport to a whole new audience on the television as well. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. It's Bobby's Stats of the Week. Yes, Stats of the Week time. Hello. Very good. How many have we got? Six. Six. It's about the average nowadays, it is, isn't it? It is. All right, Boris, let's see what you've got. Okay. <clears throat> um, the Cronulla Sharks suffered their worst half of rugby league this weekend since 2010. Uh, they were 24-0 down to Manly at halftime, um, and they haven't been that far down uh, behind at halftime since 2010 uh, when... They were thirty six nil down to Manly. Okay. Wait for your fans like twenty four. <laughs> twenty four. Pathetic, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you might want to hold on to that, that thought for, for Wakefield fans at the moment, because okay. there's a stat coming up. Um Stat number two is the Melbourne Storm have lost to Newcastle in Newcastle for the first time since 2014. Okay. Nine years. Nine years. Uh, Stat number three is the Dragons and the Tigers were both uh, 16th and 17th in the league this year. 
uh, in this weekend, should I say. It was only the fifth time in NRL history that 16th had played 17th in a round of fixtures. And it was the third time out of those five games that the Tigers have been involved in that. Okay, good one. Oh, and they lost every, and they lost all of them. They lost, uh, they lost all three of the, all three of those games. Okay. Um, stat number four, and stat number four, Holkear and Wigan was the first Challenge Cup semi-final to be won in Golden Point, and it was the first semi-final to go to extra time since Leeds beat St Helens in two thousand and three. Um, I think it was thirty three twenty six to Leeds on that one. All right. Um, but that would have been extra time. Yes, it was. Yeah, not the, golden point, wouldn't it? I was, I was wondering that at full time. Actually, but yeah, I meant to bring that up in a review. I just, I, you know, even though it was great to should that see as a spectacle, should that not to, be extra time? It should be extra time. It shouldn't be golden point no. in the Challenge Cup semi finals. So what if it? it's the what if it's the final? Is that golden point as well? I would have thought. It's so. ridiculous. And, uh, it, it is ridiculous. Yeah. In fact, I'd be all I'd I'd be all over a replay if it was mm. if it was his final. <laughs> no, it happened. It happened before. I think it was nineteen eighty two. I think. Ah, there's nothing wrong with extra time. And uh, Hull beat Witness in the replay. No, I'm just saying. But yeah, but um, the the, the, the fixture list is already too crowded. Yeah, but extra time is a must. Not mm. not not golden point. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, stat number five is the Challenge Cup final will now be the first final since 1985-86 uh, to not feature Saints, Wigan, Leeds, or Warrington. And Hulkar were in that. They were. Well, they, got uh, beat, they got beat off Castleford. They did. That was that was what I was just about to finish off with. Back Sorry. then, it was Hulkar who lost the final to Castleford. Do you know the score? No, but I remember the Beardsmore brothers playing for Castleford. <laughs> Look at me. I know everything. I'm old. <laughs> I'm old. I'm feeble. Pathetic, mate. It was, uh, it was 15-14 to Castleford. But not after extra time. Then again, it would have been three points for a try. No, it, would it? No, actually, wouldn't might not have been. No, 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 I don't think it was. No, but yeah, there you go. It was the first final not to feature any of those four clubs. Okay, uh, and the last stat of the week is that uh, come the twelfth of August, which is the Challenge Cup final, every Super League club except Wakefield will have been to a major final since twenty seventeen. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, Aww. yeah. I saw that. Mm. Yeah, I tell you what, I, I didn't mention it in the review, but isn't it in it great that the um, uh, the eighteen ninety five cut uh, uh, Batley and Halifax are there, and in, in it great that the women's the women's finals there as well, mm. uh, which will be St Helens and Leeds. Yes, and the and both of those semi finals as well, absolutely superb the... games. Nineteen eighty five, uh, eighteen ninety five cut. I just said that while you were looking at you. Oh right, didn't you? yeah. Uh, yeah, just... Batley and Halifax, right? Yeah, and Batley have never been there before. I don't think either. No, um, but the two the two women semi-finals were superb games. Dropped goal in the last couple of minutes by Saints, uh, and a really really tight encounter up to about the last twenty minutes or so for Leeds and Wigan. Mm. Um, so that that should be a because there's there's three or four outstanding women's teams now, isn't there? 
Um, if you count Wigan in there, you've also got Leeds, mm. Saints, and York. Yes, uh, which was uh, that was uh, so fantastic, uh, and we're hoping uh, because she did she did the insiders for us a couple of weeks ago. We're hoping to get uh, St. Helens winger Leah Burke on the uh, on the pod. Yes, over that the, would over be the next couple of weeks. Great, yeah, yeah, because she's recovering from an ACL injury at the minute, mm. so uh, she's uh, going to come on the pod and give us some stories from within the camp. Yes, so which shall fantastic. be very good. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Real. That's it, yeah. Excellent. You call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife, that's a spoon. Uh, yes, I will quickly read through the, the NRL scores. If you've anything to say, just join in. Uh, it was the Dragons 18, Tigers 14. Uh, the Warriors beat the Raiders 21-20 in Golden Point, uh, which was a really good game. It, uh, the Warriors looked home and dry, and the oh, Raiders yeah. came back out of nowhere for that one. That was the only bit of NRL I saw this week, mm. I think. White and scored in with yeah. about a second to go or something, That's didn't right, they? yeah. Yeah. Um, the Bunnies 20, the Broncos 36. Titans 18, Roosters 36. Uh, the Knights beat the Storm 26-18. Just on the Titan, it's not really working out for them very well since they sat Justin Holbrook, has it? Wasn't really working out Good. with Justin Holbrook. <laughs> Good. <laughs> it's not though, has it? No. No. Um, the Cowboys 24, Eels 16. The Panthers um, bulldozed Gus's Bulldogs 44-18. Take that, Gus. And Manly almost blew a 34 lead, uh, but just remained hanging in there to beat the Sharks 30 points to 26. Despite your start of the week. Despite the start of the week, yeah. Um, And if you want to watch some NRL this week, there's a couple of big games in there. You've got the Broncos and the Roosters, uh, the Storm versus the Eels, and you've got the Panthers taking on the Sharks. Okay, thank you, Bobby. Well, you call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife. That's a spoon. Right. Uh, it's time for an all-new segment with no jingle again. Right. I knew you were going to say this. One. Why is it just up to me? Because you're like the tech guru. Right. And and two, I only found out about it an hour ago. That's plenty of time, Bobby. Don't you I was think? at work. I wouldn't even say an hour ago. I'd say half an hour ago, to be fair. Still plenty of time, I think. Mm, no, I think you've, well, I think, we'll I think you've dropped him in a bit there. We'll have it for next week because I'm excited about this segment. Okay. Okay. And on. as we uh, said in the during the intro, it's the confessional. Yes. And this is where people can... Anonymously send their rugby league confessions, good or bad. Yeah. Um, and and they have already. We only put the tweet out a couple of hours ago and we've already good. had we've already had some confessions. This one's from Domingo in Little <laughs> Oakley. <laughs> so we, would you like to hear the three confessions that we're gonna feature on the show this week? Okay. All right. 
Now <clears throat> we're gonna do. We're gonna put these on Twitter as a poll. Yeah, to see which one gets absolved. But I want to get your your feedback on it. Right. Okay. So, confession number one is this. I'm glad my team lost in the semi-final of the Challenge Cup so that I can enjoy the final as a neutral without the pressure. That's scandalous. What are you doing watching Rugby League? That's, that's a, that's a real-life confession. What are your uh, thoughts? Ooh. That's a... <clears throat> Whatever, I can't think of the right way. That's a tough one to start off with, isn't it? To yeah. kick it off. I don't think Twitter's going to be in support of you there. I'm not going to lie. Are you in support? No. Are you in support? No. That's the old point you you go and watch to get to finals. <laughs> so what you're saying, it's unforgivable? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Sorry, ready for this one? Okay. Dear LFP, forgive me. For I have sinned. I forgot to say that on that first one, by the way. What, dear LFP? Yeah. Ah. I've played rugby league for a while. One game I packed down for a scrum. And after a pretty bad attack of IBS, I let out a fart. And it wasn't a fart, and I was wearing white shorts. I hope they weren't on the uh, front row. Well, well, she was in the scrum. (laughs) How's how's that one make you feel? We've all been there. (laughs) Haven't we? No, funnily enough, no. You've never played. Whatever. (laughs) Ridiculous statement. Is it though? Yeah. Why? Why is that a ridiculous statement? Uh, I've actually got right played at school and then actually played. <laughs> no, 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 no. I played at no. I played at works. Playing the works team. Right. We used to go in tournaments all over the place. What position? Then. Yeah. Um, well, prop. I either played no. I, I thought <laughs> no, and I played. Ma- I played fullback for the masters. <laughs> And I played full back for the back. I wasn't on the bench at all. This is getting ridiculous. I don't like this section. <laughs> no, I mainly played full back. And when I played for the work team, um, mainly I played uh, I played at loose forward or at full back. Loose forward? Yeah. <laughs> no, were... you're confused. That's the podcast you're on. No, they were short. But like, no, you mainly played full back. <laughs> Rapid, right? Slower than Lachlan Coote. Okay, <clears throat> right. Well, anyway, back to the com- back to the confession. How are you feeling about that one? Yeah, I, I, you know, it's a condition, isn't it? Hi, BS. Okay, forgive that. Yeah, yeah, don't have any issue with that one. Okay, dear LFP, this is my confession. I have a dodgy knee. And I think Bobby would need to give me a head start in the 100 meter race. Look at his face! I'm going to add on to that. 
and suggest that we put Willow Apoati in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> he's absolutely speechless. Anything to say to that? <clears throat> You're not forgiven. So, so you've got you've got the dodgy knee giving Bobby a start in the race. Yeah, uh, you've got the uh, the unfortunate incident when packing down into the scrum. Yeah, and you've got the um, and you've got the uh, the gladness of losing the semi final, so you can enjoy the final without the pressure. Okay, what are your immediate thoughts, Father Callum? <laughs> um. I mean, the, the first one's just outrageous. <laughs> Still, point of going, isn't it? Okay, so we'll put these out on Twitter, uh, and and we'll see what what. Uh, well, what's the question? Well, it's just that how how, how would you uh, would which of these do you absolve? What are your thoughts on these three confessions? Okay, and that's what it will be. Okay, we'll put that out after the pod. Fair enough. Um, and that was the uh, that was the LFP confessional. Jingle. Yeah, jingle. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Loose Forward Podcast Prediction League with Six Again. Yes, it's the Predictions League, and obviously, as always, we're joined by Bri from Six Again. Bri, how are we this week? New devices, new. Introducing Larry White. <laughs> it's Barry White. <laughs> Think I know my own guest's name. <laughs> as Sam called me last night, Barry Pingu. But yeah, we'll carry on. I, I'll be honest, <laughs> I don't get this. Uh, uh, Brian had a, some sort of spicy noodle dish last night when I spoke to him. Right. And his voice, because it was that spicy, he was talking like Barry White. Right. So, uh, For a good 45 minutes. Yeah. Oh, right. He, okay. he couldn't cope with it. So, oh, okay. All right. I'll be having it again. It was lovely. <laughs> right. Uh, Brian, quick update, and then we're into the fixtures. Right. Um, Catherine on the top, um, closely followed by Leeds. Um, Callum leads a cluster of six uh, uh, within a 14-point gap, uh, which includes Bobby. Then ninth place, St. Helens, leads another cluster of six in a seven-point gap, which includes the Insiders and ourselves. Then there's a bit of a gap to Andy in 15th, okay, our 16th and Lee, who are bottom and closing in. Leading a cluster of three, I think you're looking for there, Brian. <laughs> I think you'll need. A, uh, I think it won't be by the end of this weekend. Probably. I think it's more <laughs> lackluster. <laughs> <laughs> I think I could have done without this, me. You know, having a break. It's like it's like when you know, like sitting football all the time or something, where they're like they're on a charge and it's like the international break. Yeah, you don't need that. Yeah, a bit like Saints didn't this. need half time on Saturday, for example. Yeah, yeah, I, I could have done without this. I think. Yeah, you know. Well, now you've got to get your head on it now, haven't you? Well, okay. I suppose. All right. Where are we up to then, Brian? What's the first game this week? We're playing. Who's playing? Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, of course. Um, 
for Castleford, we've got Allison, Catalan, we've got Dean, for Huddersfield, we've got Cowbell, for Hull FC, we've got Karen, for Hull KL, we've got Joseph, for Leeds, we've got Jordan, who was happy with the time I sent the fixtures this week. Uh, Lee, we've got Forbidden, Lee, uh, Forbidden Rugby League, Salford, we've got Louise, St. Helens, we've got Steve, Wakefield, we've got Ben, Warrington, we've got Noxie, for Wigan, we've got Gary, and for the Insiders, we've got a Challenge Cup finalist, current holder of the Challenge Cup as well, um, England International, and now being named in the Canada squad. It's St. Helens uh, forward, Chantel Carl. Ah, well brilliant. done, Shani. Well done. Yes, brilliant. And congratulations on the uh, the call up to uh, the Ravens. Are we ready then, boys? Yes, we are. First game is on Thursday. It's on Sky. It's the, getting dubbed as the Jake Connor Derby. It's Huddersfield Free Hull FC. Um, Hull seem to have found a little bit of form at the minute, don't they? Mm. Um, so I think that. I think they'll probably have too much of Huddersfield. Although we said about last week, didn't we, that Huddersfield had found perhaps stumbled onto their one six seven combination as well. But I'm still gonna I'm still gonna go for Hull, uh, and I'm gonna go uh, Hull FC by twelve. Um, I yeah, I'm gonna go Hull. I'm gonna go Hull by eight, and I'm gonna go Hull by ten. And I've gone Huddersfield by four. Um, I'm one of six who've gone for Huddersfield. And the other five have either gone Huddersfield by ten, which is three of them, or two have gone for Huddersfield by two, including our Huddersfield fan. Uh, Next up, on Friday, at eight o'clock on Sky, is St. Helens v Leeds. But just before it, it's a double header on Sky. And as we've got Chantel on, we'll mention that there's St. Helens v York Valkyrie rematch of the weekend. Mm, big game. Also on Sky. Yep, big game. Yes. Um, and just before we get into uh, the predictions, and sorry to, to hijack here, Brad, but we forgot to... Uh, uh, I've just come across this as well, uh, which we've not mentioned, obviously. We mentioned earlier about Wormsley and Parsi having season-ending injuries. Um, however... Paul Wellens has come out in the meantime and uh, has accused the RFL of failing to uh, failing in its duty p- to protect players. He has stated that John Aziata's tackling technique is reckless and dangerous, uh, and he has asked why the match review panel underwent a different procedure to the one Morgan Knowles was subject to after Mike Cooper's injury. And due to another leg injury, he has also claimed that Alex Wormsley is second-guessing whether he wants to play rugby league again. Mm. Callum, thoughts? Because that's, that, that's a proper, well, it's proper rant, isn't it? And, it, and it's mm. not a heat-of-the-moment thing because the, the, the game was on Saturday. He's had time to think about these things that he's, mm. um, that he's had to say. I think it's, uh, it didn't look great, did it? I'm not saying he was purposely going attacking people's knees. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying it, it didn't look very nice. Mm. Um, it seemed to really go in really low, and it was almost like American football type thing where you see it on like the video games where they like go flying in right mm. at the shins and stuff. Mm. Yeah, it, it didn't look great. Um, 
personally, I think it should be um, outlawed. They go on about direct contact with the heads. Well, he's made direct contact with the knees. And now two players are out for the season. Mm. And there's, there's even rumours that this could be the end of Parsi as well because of what he's done. Mm. He's ACL, he's MCL and his ankle. So they're saying that Parsi may not return at all, which would be a big loss for the game. Mm. Yeah, it's it's it's. I think it should be out. I think it comes under that cannonball type thing. If it's similar thing, if it's direct contact with the knee, like it is the head. Um, I mean, we can see the effects of it here. Yeah, something that's hot off the press there. Yeah. Um, in return, in well, okay, thank you for that, Bobby. Uh, in regard to the game, uh, <clears throat> well, in regards to the game, I think we've. I mean, what can you say? I mean, there's no Matautia, no Wormsley, no Parsi. Uh, there's obviously there could be no Sirenan, no Bachelor. Lussick's gone. Saints are without a pack. Mm. I mean, for me, there's only one winner and it's looking like Leeds in a very strong fashion. But then again, Saints have this way of, of doing what Saints do best and you never write them off. But... Uh, I think my head's just telling me there's too many injuries in this pack and I'm going to go Leeds by eight. Um, I'm going to go Leeds by 14. I think it's going to be a tough night for St. Helens. Um, yeah, I think you might be right. Um, and I'll, I'll go Leeds 12. I've also gone Leeds eight, Bobby. Um, so have two others, um, including our... Leeds fan, Jordan. What I will say is pretty much everyone else, other than Steve for St. Helens, has gone for St. Helens. But every single one of them had sent me their prediction before today's announcement. Right, okay. Mm. So everyone who's gone for St. Helens actually did send me it before the announcement today. Um, Not saying it it would have been different, but obviously we'll never know. Mm. Okay. Next up, um, Hull KRF Castleford, also on Friday at eight o'clock. Um, I'm not sure that the week off will do Castleford any good in terms of playing a team that's uh, on a high from the semi-final, and I think they might they might push on from there. I think Hull KR. So uh, I will go Hull KR, and I'll go Hull KR by twelve. Still mine. I'll go Hull KR fourteen. Um. I'll go 16 then. Hulk KR 16. And I've gone Hulk KR 18. Um, all but two have gone for Hulk KR. Um, we've got a cast for um, by sixes. Um, but the rest are either bet- uh, between 12 and 20 for Hulk KR. Next up, Saturday, 1 o'clock on Channel 4, we have. The Buddha Derby, Wigan Feely. Um, oh, tricky one, I think. It's a similar thing to what you were saying about you know them coming off a high, but we're going to want to bounce back. This is a this is a real difficult one. Um, I'm going to say Wigan by. Six. It, yeah, it is a tricky one. I mean, uh, both those last two games are quite tricky because sometimes you can say, well, they'll be on a 
a bit of a high and they'll you know from from the semi final and they could be um, relaxing a bit. But you know, Leah second and looking to put pressure on Catalans and Holkai are still in a playoff chase, so they've both got to turn up. And and for that reason, um, I think Leah gonna I think Leah gonna win. I'm gonna go Lee by six. I don't think it will be that. That I think the emotion that Lee would have went through last weekend, and uh, Wigan's absolute need to respond to that that uh, devastating golden point defeat. I think we'll see Wigan through by twelve. And I've gone Wigan by fourteen. Um, we have a Lee by two, and that's from our insider Shani. Um, next up, also on Saturday, 6pm UK time, is Catalan v Salford. Uh, yeah, um, both teams will have probably benefited from a week off. Um, maybe Salford a little bit more because they weren't in the best of ways before we had this break. Maybe they needed that to, to reinvent themselves, but... Going away to Catalans is always a tough one. It's a fortress down there in France, and especially when they're doing so well on top of the league. And uh, I can see it staying that way. Um, I'm going to go Catalan by 14. Yeah, um, I'm going to go Catalan 18. I think they can. I think they can cement the place at the top and maybe even extend the lead they've got. Mm. Um, I'm going to say Catalan. I'm going to say 18. You said that? Yeah, I'm saying it as well. You did this to me last week. Oh. Outrageous. Cheating, really, isn't yeah. it? I've got a lead. I've got, Shocking I've got behavior. to go back to back here. I don't care what <laughs> you're doing down at the bottom. Uh, I'm right behind you. I'm on your tails, mate. Yeah, I'm right behind you as well. <laughs> right. Mm. You're looking, you might be you're looking through them. some binoculars. <laughs> You might be right behind them, Bobby, but uh, unfortunately for you, I've gone Catalan by 14 too. Mm-hmm. He's another one. He keeps copying me. <laughs> yeah, but I copied Callum last year and it didn't get me a far, did it? So uh, we've got everyone's gone Catalan except one. And we can always trust Louise to go by Salford by four. Love it. Well done, Louise. Um, lastly, on Sunday, big game. Wakefield v Warrington at three o'clock. Bobby, didn't you give me some sort of little stat about this yesterday? We were talking that Wakefield haven't they've won one in the last two in the last seven or so. Oh, oh the yeah, beginning of the season. Where <coughs> it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was beginning of the season. It was uh, Warrington had won eight, um, lost none, and Wakefield had lost eight and won none, and then in the last eleven games. Um, it was they'd won three each and lost eight each mm. in the last eleven on the mm. fo- on the farm guide. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I still think that uh, I think Wakefield have had a couple of good wins. I can't see it happening again here, um, and I'm gonna go Warrington. Uh, I'm gonna go Warrington by twelve. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, you know, uh, they've done well at home, but I think Warrington will be too strong. And again, I think Warrington would needed that break in, in play. I think that's going to do them the world of good and maybe try and get them into those that playoff push again. So I'm going to go Warrington 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go Warrington 
16. And I've gone the other way. I think home advantage might get them home. I've gone Wakefield by six. Ooh. Joining me in Wakefield by six is our Warrington fan, Noxy. <laughs> he never picks Warrington, does he? <laughs> and for Wakefield, Ben, he's gone Warrington by eight. Okay. And we do have a Wakefield by two, and that's by Louise. Right, well, that just about <clears throat> wraps us up for this week. It's been a good one, I think. Um, I've enjoyed it very much, so thank you for staying with us, and thank you to Bry for doing the Predictions League, and good luck to everybody participating in the league. Um, if you are going to any rugby league this week, then stay safe and enjoy, but from all of us here at the Loose Forward Podcast for this week, it's goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.